When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday night of a whew, the bullpen happened, I know, but we're here on late night Reds talk live with a fun guest and a great show as always. I am Tim Daniel, joined as always by our excellent producer, the man who puts it all together, Mr. Nicholas Kirby. How are you, buddy? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, happy to be with you tonight. Uh, Want to shout out real quick, uh, all uh, people out in Goshen thinking about you. That's uh, my hometown where I grew up, so think about you tonight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, as always with us, former big league pitcher himself, our good friend, and I know yours too, Mr. Carlos Guevara. What's happening, boys? How's everybody doing? We're fantastic, man. You know, um, could be better with the performance of the ball club, but other than that, yeah, you know, it's cool. Yeah, with you. Uh, we're the crazy ones that do this podcast through thick and thin. So, you know, and it's definitely thin at this time. Um, but really excited about this. Are we our guests this week? So obviously, with the Mets, uh, the Mets series going on, I had to get uh, one of my true Met fan friends out there. Uh, big fan of this guy's work. Uh, you can check them out every Thursday on your podcast place of choice called the Card Foundation Podcast uh, for all you pro wrestling nerds out there like me. Uh, as we were getting ready to go online, I found out that this person and I um, are literally the same PCers as far as our baseball card collection. So depending on who you talk to him and his brother, this is either John Chancredi or John Tancredi. John, welcome to the show, <laughs> man. So excited to have you. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is uh, this is great. And I thought the show was going to be a little different for me tonight, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> what an ending of that one. Yeah. Well, John, while we have you here, we are definitely going to be getting into everything going on in the Mets and their in their season so far. But we do have to first let you know this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at the Belief Podcast Network and Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news or pro wrestling, and even next year's early NFL futures like the Cincinnati Bengals. Really good odds. Still liking it. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Well, John, your Mets came to Cincinnati. They did their thing two of the three nights. Uh, you did get Lodolo'd on one of those nights, so at least we have that oh, we did. for us. Yeah, um, that was just a terrific game there. But even regardless of this series, you know, this has always been a great year for the Mets. They're 20 games over 500. They're definitely in the race. Looks like they're going to be big-time buyers. And I know that you as a Met fan have gone through similar traits to what the Reds fans are going through right now. But 
you know, you're showing now anything's possible to be successful. So what is really the thing that's jumping out the most about this Mets team this season that you really love? So I think this year, really, it's the, the resilience. I mean, we saw it tonight in this game, you know, down uh, down a run going into the ninth inning. I feel like this team is never really out of it. And they're they're winning games that a year or two, three years ago, they would never win. You know, they they're stringing along win comeback wins. Um, you know, it's a different hero every single night. They're not really reliant on, you know, the superstars every night like Alonzo and Lindor. Um, you know, basically everybody's kind of come up in the clutch so far this year. Uh, they're getting pitching when they when they need it. The bullpen has been pretty good. I mean, it, it could always be better, but it hasn't been like you know how it was five years ago or so when um, you know they weren't weren't able to rely on them. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really the re- resiliency. They've just they they're never out of it. Um, so I'm, I've been happy. Yeah, tonight you know obviously Graham Ashcraft pitches a really great game for the Reds. Uh, gives six innings of good ball, um, but you know. The Reds bullpen happens yet again. You mentioned to me before uh, we got on air that Hunter Strickland is a former Met, so maybe he was just paying you guys back all the money that you guys had to pay him a couple years ago. But, um, (laughs) yeah, obviously, you know, this is kind of like you said, like it's been kind of the Mets. We talked about a couple weeks ago. We had someone ask us the teams we're watching the most that aren't the Reds right now, and I kind of said I've been watching a lot of the Mets lately. It's games like this. They're just kind of a blast. They're a lot of fun to watch as a baseball fan, Um, but, you know, and it looks like things are getting better. If I correct me if I'm wrong, Scherzer obviously came back last night. Uh, it looks like Jacob Degrom's pitching in the minors, and he just pitched a couple games. So it looks like things are on the up and up for the Mets still. Yeah, I mean Scherzer, I thought looked great last night. Eleven strikeouts looked uh, looked pretty solid. Probably could have went um, you know another inning or so if it wasn't for the uh, you know the um, the pitch count and everything. But yeah, I mean we're getting Degrom back. So really, if they did nothing in the at the break or the deadline. They're getting two of the best pitchers in the world, you know, back healthy and hopefully healthy and fresh, you know, going into the second half of the season, which I mean, can't get anything better than that in terms of, you know, a return from a, uh, a trade deadline. But yeah, I mean, other than I feel like the last couple of nights they've been hitting pretty consistently. Uh, you know, Pete Alonso has been super exciting this year, leading the league in, uh, in RBIs and um, you know, a guy like Jeff McNeil, you know, he's, three or four in the league and hitting and Lindor has been playing well. So yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of clicking in all cylinders right now. Yeah. I have Jeff McNeil and uh fantasy is my dynasty league right now. And he's, he's playing, paying nice. very good dividends for me. Yeah. So uh, Carlos, Nick, did you guys have anything particularly you want to ask uh, Jeff before we get into, you know, any of the trade, any of the trade discussions of why we brought him on or anything like that? That's no, mostly the, the trade talk stuff, I guess. Yeah, all about the trade talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get to it, John, while you're here. Let's start there. Obviously, this is the name is coming up quite a bit. Uh, it's Luis Castillo. It's looking more and more like he's pitching his last few weeks as a Red. Uh, the Mets are one team that's been interested. They've also been interested in Tyler Malley, who the Reds just recently put on the IL to rest his shoulder. Rest shoulder, they say. Um, for you as a Met fan, do you have a preference between Castillo or Malley, who you would want? And honestly, with where you know, these guys coming back from IL and kind of getting healthy again, is this still a position of need for the team? I mean, I've been I've had my eye on Castillo for a while. Um, he's a guy that is I feel like he's kind of been in the in the talks over the last couple of years. You know, every time we get into this position of the year, you know, was, I feel like you always kind of hear, you know, Castillo, um, you know, being floated around. And I've had my eye on him. As a Mets fan, you know, watching you guys play for a while, he's had a, a number of great years. 
Um, I think it would really just depend on on what you guys would want back for it. You know, I, I think that I know he's injured right now and um, 29 years old. I mean, I, I think he's still got you know a lot left in the tank. And I, I mean, I, listen, I would love to improve the the staff bringing him in because you know in the playoffs you can never have too much pitching. Um, I, I've learned that you know just from the last couple of years, the Mets kind of being in it. You know, in 2015, 2016, and you can never have too much so to add a guy like this would be would be tremendous and i think i would rather castillo over mally at this point yeah makes sense that's interesting yeah so tell us about this a little bit because you just talked <laughs> about jeff mcneil who's obviously been having a really good year and then mm-hmm. uh mark vientos um i guess forgive me for not being the most knowledgeable on this gentleman uh, the fifth prospect. prospect yeah so mm-hmm. What is what, is that something that entices you? Is that something where are you nervous about giving up a guy like a Vientos or? I'd be okay with giving up a guy like Vientos. Um, he a very nice player, but I just don't know how he fits in with the current team. And you know he's in AAA right now, so you know is this a guy that realistically could make the squad in the next couple of years? I know I, I don't really know. I mean, third base is probably the Mets' biggest hole in in the outfield in the infield at least. But he does play first. He does play um, a little outfield. He kind of platoons around um, just like, you know, Jeff McNeil does. But I think I would be more concerned about giving up McNeil right now, just the way he's been swinging the bat. Uh, I think he's like third or fourth in the league in hitting. He's hitting 319 right now. Um, and I know last year was a little bit of a down year, but he's, he's a, such a, a great hitter. Uh, not, not a lot of power, but pretty uh, pretty consistent at the plate. Nick, you're a guy who's on top of zips and war and things like that. You know, from what you see, do you feel this is a fairly fair trade for the for the for each team? Or yeah, I mean, this was kind of a, a pretty wild, you know, trade proposal. This was uh, from uh, SNY, which is the Yankees. Uh, or, sorry, the Mets uh, TV station. Um, so I, I saw this. I was kind of a little well. Is Jeff McNeil even like being floated out there? I, I don't know. I, I don't follow close enough for that but um yeah i mean this would be a good deal for the reds i mean you get a prospect and you get a player that has a couple years of control left that mm-hmm. you could you know plug in right now um i mean i'd make this deal and throw like brandon drury in with it you know to be honest um which would be weird for the mets you know since they <laughs> you know, dumped, uh, d- dumped him last year um but yeah i, mean, I think this would be a good trade for the reds i i just you know i don't i don't know you know, necessarily um, how realistic it is, but you know, it was floated. So I thought I'd, I'd mention it. Yeah. That seems yeah. like a trade that the red Sands would actually be okay with <laughs> anything yeah. less than that. I mean, they're going to kill it, but I mean, that, that seems like a lot already just like that. And like Nick said, you, shoot, we'd even give up someone else too. I think it's getting harder and harder to get these big prospect hauls back because every team is just so scared uh, of being the next, um, you know, Chris Archer for an entire roster, Um, you know. So, you know, you may have to, to, you know, kind of find a middle ground where you're getting a player that, you know, Jeff McNeil's, you know, going to cost a little bit of money. He's, you know, like I think probably in his, he's probably got, in his third year, I believe, of arbitration. So he's not a, a dirt cheap player, um, but he's obviously a valuable player. He's been an all-star, and then you're also getting a really good prospect. So I, I would think if the Mets were like thinking about this kind of deal, this would be part of multiple pieces where 
they're going out and getting a DH as well. And then they say, hey, you know, maybe McNeil's a little more expendable. This makes us a better overall team, but also doesn't, you know, completely kill our farm system to get better this year. And that's where Tommy Pham comes in. Hey, Pham could be the, you know, instead of jury, I think either one of those would be good fits kind of to go along with it. And I do both of those players for that deal in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, getting Jeff McNeil would be fantastic. I, I don't think any any Red Sox would be upset about that whatsoever. Um, you know, as far as like, let's say it's not uh, Vientos here. Let's look at some of the other Mets prospect. Could you, you know, for you guys, obviously, uh, guys like Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, or guys who are known pretty well, are those like your your no touchies? Those are your like no one can have those guys. These are our guys, kind of thing. Or is this like? If you can get a superstar player, obviously these are guys you get rid of. Yeah, I mean the the prospecting is so is is such a a tricky thing. You know, I think Alvarez for us right now is untouchable. Uh, he just got moved to uh, the second overall uh, prospect in baseball um, by the MLB pipeline. So I, I think that's a guy that you can't touch him right now. He's just got moved up to Triple A. He's hitting hitting everything right now. Um, he's 20 years old and he's a catching prospect. So, you know, those don't you know, grow on trees. Um, so we're really excited for him. Brett Beatty. I, I, you know, I probably wouldn't trade him if unless it was like a high profile trade. Um, again, I'm not a big prospect holder though. I, I, I believe in, you know, if you have a team to win now, go out and get the piece to win now, because at the end of the day, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what a guy like Beatty or Mauricio, I don't know what these guys are going to do in two or three years, but if we have a chance to win now, that that's what, you know, to me, that's what matters. So if it came down to it, someone offered a, a you know a nice piece for a guy like Beatty or Mauricio or or Vientos, I would do it if I was the GM, just you know because I think they do have a, a good chance to win this year or you know within the next year or so. So I take advantage of it now. How lucky of you to be able to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel lucky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys, to be fair, you guys, with the Reds are going through now, you definitely have had your your share of those years for oh, yeah. a long time. So to have this, I'm sure it feels pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. You know, we've definitely uh, experienced those thin years of, you know, horrible bullpens and, you know, prospects and, you know, guys coming up that just, you know, you have to kind of look at the the sheet to figure out who it is and, and you know, where they came from. But you know, it's you guys. I, I we were kind of talking before we, we started tonight. I was talking to you, Tim, about um, you know your team, the Reds, and and the, the ceiling. I mean, I'm loving what I'm what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, it's um, it took a lot to get here, um, as far as like the the up and the the wrong young rookie prospect pitchers. But what's cool about this group has been that, and we've talked about this all year. So for our regular listeners, thanks again for listening. We appreciate you. Um, seeing these guys kind of like succeed and take their lumps in the big league level together has been really cool. Um, I kind of talked about it for a minute, you know, you can kind of say how you feel, but like you guys had DeGrom and Syndergaard come up at the same time. And I guess Matt Harvey was kind of in that window. Um, as far as like, you know, I know people don't really mention that name much anymore. We had him for half a season. He wasn't too bad here. Um, but you know, kind of having the Reds kind of feel like maybe not that talent level, certainly, because, you know, saying anyone's Jacob DeGrom isn't fair. Um, but, you know, having that group of young pitchers that we bring up to kind of set this is our future, this is what we're building our franchise around. It's kind of cool. And it just kind of reminds me of like when the Mets were, you know, competing and going really well and they're bringing these guys up, going to the National League Championship Series, going to the World Series one year. 
it has kind of that feeling for us. It's like, I don't know if they're going to get there. It's like the Mets did, but at least it feels like it's possible if they do the right things. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and that was the, the team of team 2015, 2016, it was all in the back of really our pitching. I mean, we had a lot of guys that, you know, like Daniel Murphy when he was still on the Mets and, you know, Cespedes obviously, you know, was a huge spark that year in 2015. But I mean, really we rode the waves of, you know, DeGrom and Syndergaard and Harvey and Steven Matz when he came up, uh, he was a rookie and and provided a spark. And it was, those were the guys that we kind of rode, you know, to the world series and, and, uh, you know, Matt Harvey was an all-star and I think it was 2013. So he was kind of like the the ace of the staff at that point. DeGrom and Syndergaard were like the young you know, up-and-comers. And now it's like, you know, to even think about that, you know, with what they've done is is crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I talking before, you know, Nick Lodolo last night. What a stud. You know, he looked great last night. Yeah, he's awesome. We're very excited yeah. about him. I saw uh, C. Trent Rosecrans from The Athletic had an article today about the game last night when he writes writes his recap, where Mets players were comparing Nick Lodolo to Chris Sale. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, Francisco Lindor, who played against Sale for years in the AL Central, was like, yeah, he's going to be really good. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And he does have some Sale in him. And it's like that, you know, from that guy of all people to say that, the $300 million shortstop, like, that's a pretty good feeling for the Reds to have. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, and, and you have a guy like Hunter Green, who, you know, it's as a baseball fan, I'm so excited to finally see this guy come up and and pitch in the big leagues. You know, we've been hearing about him for, you know, what I feel like has been, you know, five or six years or so now. And, you know, to see him come up, I, I was so excited to watch him pitch the other night. Um, just being a fan of the game and, you know, a fan of prospects and, and baseball cards and, you know, all the hype and everything to see, you know, finally see him up at the show. And that's been exciting, too. So there's a lot to be excited about. Yeah, it's it, absolutely. So we we talked 20 minutes. We're definitely excited we had you on. We're going to get you out of here with this because I'm having you on. And obviously you're a baseball card collector. So we got to talk about who are the guys in the Mets organization that collectors should get their hands on and, and stash away. Who, who are the guys that should build up? Besides Pete Alonso, obviously. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, so I mean, Pete Alonso, he's up and down on the up right now. Um, you know, but his stuff's always been hot. I mean, he, it's, you know, he's a big home run hitter. So, you know, within the hobby of baseball cards, that's always going to be something people want. Um, in terms of prospects, I mean, Francisco Alvarez, I, I think if this kid comes up and does what he's supposed to do, he's going to be one, you know, one of the top, you know, exciting players in the game. Again, he's only 20 years old, hits absolute bombs. Um, you know, catcher. So it, it's pretty exciting. Another guy to keep out, like another prospect, I would say is a, a guy, Alex Ramirez. Um, you know, he's the, I think he's the fourth overall prospect for the Mets right now, outfielder. And he kind of came up a little out of nowhere and, and his stuff is starting to go up in terms of pricing. Uh, I think he was 2021 Bowman. You can get some of his stuff. If you're, you know, baseball card collector, you want to pick up one of those uh, sets, but yeah, I mean, you know, also a guy like DeGrom, you know, I think, I don't think you can go wrong with a collecting a guy like that. I think he's going to end up being a, you know, a generational type player, especially for us. You know, he's one of the best guys I've ever seen pitch for the Mets. So um yeah <laughs> shout out Reds yeah, he certainly forward. does i always love it's like wasn't it this time too on his rehab stint he pitched against uh port st against the cardinals uh single a team again yes and like last year their twitter account was phenomenal when he had his rehab start and they're gonna yep. get to do it yep. again so that's pretty cool i think uh was it yeah it was uh cinder pitched against 
Dayton, like when uh when he was in his rehab start last year. Okay. So we were like, oh okay, yeah, this is cool. Um, yeah, kind of cool. I, I really like Noah Syndergaard. I hope he kind of finds his full form again. He was awesome. I don't know. I don't have much of a comment about about Flora <laughs> these days. You know, I I was a huge fan of his. You know, when he was on the Mets, but um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, man, this has been awesome. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. Uh, before we get you out of here, please take a second to shout out yourself, the Card Foundation, for all the wrestling geeks like us and more. Uh, please, you know, by all means, man, the floor is yours. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. This was uh, so cool to be a part of. Uh, hopefully we can do this again really soon. Um, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, wrestling cards, uh, do have a show. It comes out every Thursday on the, uh, basically all different pl- podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon. Uh, it's called the Car Foundation Podcast. We are part of the major pod network. And uh, yeah, we basically talk uh, professional wrestling cards and memorabilia and collectibles and uh, you know, just about the different shows and everything. It comes out each and every Thursday. Uh, we're also on, we have a Patreon. Um, so if you're into uh, into supporting the show, feel free to check that out. We do a bunch of different giveaways and stuff. We're on social media, Twitter, uh, at CardFoundPod, and on Instagram, at CardFoundationPod. Yeah, half the Daniel family are very big fans of the major pod network. The other half, being my wife, is not a very big fan of <laughs> me getting four or five packages in the mail yeah. every day from you no, guys. I feel you, man. So, yeah, but thank you so much, man. Like I said, I'm a big fan of you guys, a big fan of your work. Listen every week. So it was cool to have you on. And yeah, we will a thousand percent do this again soon. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure to meet Nick, it. Carlos. Thank you guys for having me on. Hey, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks, John. All right. So having John on was awesome. That was so cool. Uh, very, very appreciative of his time, obviously. You know, I was promoting the Card Foundation as well. Uh, like I said, a big fan of their work. But before we get into everything else going on, Carlos, Clay popped up and said, we need the Carlos RBI story. So tell us, what is the RBI story? Uh, it's a little hazy. That's a long time ago. Uh, I think it was off of was it top prospect for Atlanta, uh, Bubba something. So you remember, Nick? Bubba Watson? I think he, I think he, he ended I think up coming over to the Reds, term, too. He was a high prospect for the Reds, and then he came over or for the for the Braves, and then because that's who it was off of, and then he came over to the Reds. Bubba something. He got ended up getting in trouble at spring training, fell asleep at a stoplight on his way to Hooters when he was in big league camp. What year oh, was this? His name. This was like da, 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 2006 spring training, probably. Hmm. When he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Dad Thompson. No. Uh, no. Anyway, it was a single up the middle off of him. Just a little CNI single, no big deal. Just putting the ball in play. You know, I was, had two strikes <laughs> on me. I had to choke up a little bit. Back in the day, that's what you wanted to do. I didn't want to hit homers. If it was fast forward 15, 20 years, I'd probably still be swinging for the fences. But back then, whenever I was young and spry, that's what happened. And the next day, of- they didn't want to pitch to me, so I got walked. <laughs> and I scored from first. I went from first to third. And then I scored, I don't even remember how, but 
I could not breathe for a while. <laughs> it was in, it was in, uh, I think it was in Mississippi. Okay. For the race, I don't, I don't know. It was freaking hot. It was brutal. Did you ever, Carlos? Did you watch Eastbound and Down on HBO? Yes. Okay. You the know first the season, when he's, second season, I kind of like. Eh. The first season when he like is like he puts his home run bat on eBay and he's like pissed off at all he sold for like eight bucks. <laughs> yes. That's that's what I feel like in a good way, of course, in a positive way. But like I was like, it just kind of makes me laugh because it's like it makes me feel like it's like you're like this is my home run bat. But I like it. You know, I'm. It's gonna be my homework is to get that guy's name. Bubba something. Yeah. Just a picture. Clay, you should know. You're the one that's. Is that is that him? Bubba Nelson. Is that his name? Was he a high draft pick? It's the only Bubba Bubba arrested Braves prospect that came up in Google. So I guess it is him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks like that. Looks like that would be. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the antagonist yeah. in a movie, for sure. Yeah, sure enough. There he is. He's got the Reds. Uh, I'm pretty the sure Reds, he played uh, for the Reds, right? Yeah, he just a couple of baseball cards a second ago that Nick pulled up. He had Shout the Reds. Out Bubba Nelson, plate. sorry about it. Yeah, Bubba Nelson, if you're listening, come on the show. We'll talk all about your trip to Hooters. And the fact that you gave up on RBI to a relief pitcher. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> that is 100% true, Zachary Ertel. <laughs> um, actually, behind me, That's I know this comment. is not that kind of show, but. Yeah. Since when has right that stopped here. you, Tim? Right. <laughs> So I know this, this is, is that kind of show. This is a baseball signed by John Rocker. Then my aunt, who knows nothing about baseball, used to live in Atlanta. She like worked for like a mortgage company. <laughs> and she got this sign for me. It was like, I got this John Rocker ball signed for you. Are, are you excited? I was like, I'm like 10 years old. I'm like, oh, uh, you didn't see the newspapers, did you? So, <laughs> yeah, I have a John signed John Rocker baseball just sitting in my in my, my office right now. Thank you, Zach, for reminding me of that. I had to make sure I brought it back up because uh, we're on a roll tonight. Um, <laughs> well, I thought having John on was a lot of fun, obviously, but you know he had kind of mentioned a little bit about Nick Lodolo. Nick, uh, Nick, I know you kind of were deep diving a little bit into this performance. Obviously, you know, looked terrific for just his what fourth major league start because he was out for so long with injury. Um, absolutely blown away with everything he did in the game. I just I, I can't believe how many swing and misses he's getting. I mean, that's just the the most, you know, breathtaking, you know, part of it. his his pitching is just, you know, um and, and how how foolish he can make hitters look when he's on. Um and please please bless this guy with health. I mean, he just I, I don't see any any way he's not a legit major league starting pitcher if he's healthy i mean i just think health's the only thing i don't know how high his ceiling is you know i don't don't know you know for sure if he'll he'll reach like that top of the rotation but he he's got every piece that's a big league starting pitcher to me yeah i i totally agree yeah for sure like i i mean this year obviously he's the one I get most excited to watch because he's the most polished of the three, you know, young pitchers. And 
you know, Buck Showalter was was making comments, remarks to how he, he reminds him of, of Randy Johnson without saying Randy Johnson's name. Yeah, I saw that. And I mean, because you, you take for granted now the fact that there's, I mean, how tall is he? Six, 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 six. Yep. Yeah. Like that's gigantic. And being left-handed and coming across like that, you, we, we see that all the time now, but he's got that arm slot in the perfect location. Like it, he's tough on right-handers. I mean, we saw um, the Mets first baseman Alonzo, like he was missing sliders by, you know, 18 inches. It wasn't like, just over the top or rolled over. He had no clue. He couldn't see it. So I'm, I'm really excited for Lodolo health wise. I think he would probably end up being the best of the three. If I was making a projection now, I would project that if he's healthy, he's going to be the best of the three. Yeah. And the one, one quick point on this, the Mets are the second lowest strikeout rate uh, among their hitters in the national league. I mean, this isn't a team that just, you know, yeah. strikes out all the time, and struck out eight batters in four and two thirds innings. I mean, he, he man is. Uh, I mean, you, you kind of see the difference with Lodolo and Green. I mean, you know, Lodolo made forty six starts in college, so he's a lot right. further along in the process. So, um, I think he's you know if he's healthy, he's he's more of that instant impact. He's more of that guy that could be the top of your your horse, you know, next year. Um, where where Green's you know just more of a you know development project right now and carlos maybe you can speak a little on this too just from your time in the you know around around big time pitchers and stuff like that the rarity of having a lefty who can just kind of makes it a little harder for him for like batters against him right just because of how the ball comes like looking when you're in the box what do you see coming from a lefty compared to you know guys like like green and ashcraft well yeah i mean it just goes back to the fundamental thing of you know hitters face way more right-handers growing up so it's it's much harder to to hit a lefty no matter if you're from you know usually just from the left side but you know right-handed hitters struggle a lot too there are some that do very well but there aren't that many kyle farmers of the world out there yeah i know i hear you yeah it's exciting and obviously i know i'm team southpaw as well so i'm all for team ladolo doing his thing out there um but yeah so other Reds news, unfortunately, is that Tyler Malley is uh, resting here for a little bit with a shoulder strain. Um, said he's going to, he's not concerned at all, plans to be back at the All-Star break. Do you feel like this is like a real shoulder strain? Do you feel like this is let him rest a little bit before the trade deadline? Where are you guys at with this? I hope it's let him rest a little bit before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. I don't know. I mean, just the the timing of this doesn't make me feel like that, you know, because the Reds could have made this move like sooner. I mean, they had like what two days after his last start, so you know they could have used an extra player. Um, didn't they have to have to actually make a tough move? I think on Monday they they had to DFA someone. So you know, I yeah, that that I hope it's that. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I feel like making a DFA for this team maybe isn't the toughest decision with everyone that's been going in and out. <laughs> Realistically, um, I mean they've had fifty-one guys play for the major league team so far this year. So, I think this this whole thing this is all Mally's call. Like he must okay. feel something 
very tiny and doesn't want something to show on an MRI when he gets traded or something. Or I don't know. I think this this is all on him. I don't see how you know the team didn't notice anything while he was pitching. So I mean, he's the one who alarmed them about it. So I don't know whatever he's got in his mind. Mm-hmm. Con- conspiracy theory. If there's any pitcher that would want to get traded, it would be Tyler Malley. It'd be Tyler Malley, right? I mean, you know, yeah, he's struggled at GABP. Uh, He's, you know, a year and a half from free agency. He could really increase his uh, trade value if he goes to a bigger ballpark. I just don't see why he would do that, though. Like, if you're not hurt right before you're going to get traded and you're throwing, you know, pretty well as of late, why? Yeah. Damn it. Did you guys see Tommy Pham's comments about the Reds were a piece or two away from being, being a winning team? <laughs> it's like, I've got con- I've got conspiracy theories on that. <laughs> <laughs> like I get what he's saying. I get he's trying to be like teammate raw raw guy. But like unless a piece is like a whole bullpen, I don't know if they're a piece or two away. Now, do I think they have they're players? An, they're not an Otani and a Trout away. Right. Yeah. Like, don't be wrong. I do think certainly when the Reds are competitive again, if, you know, we're talking about 2024, like we said, it's like the target date per se. Um, I think there's guys in this roster that could definitely be part of that. You know, we've talked about the young guys already, the Stevensons, the, all the pitchers. You know, I think I think this Jonathan India thing is just a slump, you know, when he's on the field. I know he left early again tonight, apparently. Um, but, you know, Nick Senzel is finally showing promise in the box. So, but to say they're a piece or two away, I wouldn't say I'm quite there. They were a piece or two away after last year. They were a better team last year. I think people, Sam could have been one of those pieces or two. I think people make way too big of a deal about what people like Tommy Pham say and what David Bell says. I mean, these guys aren't trained, you know, speakers. Like, they're put on the spot. Like, what? I mean, I, I think people make too big of a deal. Because there's, what else is there to talk about? Yeah, people say stupid stuff. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I probably trying to be nice. You know, he's trying to be a good teammate. I I, I didn't put it. <laughs> Maybe he's I, trying to seem like he's being a good teammate. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't, like, whatever. Like, I mean. That that was my reaction. Was whenever I read that, I I started laughing. Like, what are you talking about right now, Tommy? <laughs> I chuckled. I was like, I, I like it. I like the I like the uh, PR move for sure. Um, but yeah, just not there to say I agree just yet. You know, it is also coming off of you know beating the Almighty Mets on a walk off sacrifice fly last night. So you know what? Juices were flowing. I'm all, I'm all for positive spirits. I'm all for it. Because I mean, I don't think it's not a lot to be positive about this year. So, I mean, I don't think it's like some guarantee the Reds are going to lose 90 games next year. I mean, I, I don't see this team being a bona fide contender, but I don't know. Could this team have things go right that everything you know, that went wrong this year go right next year? Sure. And, and you know, six teams get in the playoffs, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, it, it so much is going to change between now and March 2023 you know 
who even knows what this roster is going to look like? First off, what what kind of are the Reds? Could the Reds get a Jeff McNeil in, in a trade? And another player that's that could be an impact player next year. You know, like there's so many different things that could that could happen. So I don't know. I mean, I just I don't put a big stock in <laughs> what he says or doesn't say. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I just kind of thought it was funny. I just got a good laugh out of it. You know, I think we need a good laugh this time around these years. Um, yeah, I, I said a couple of days ago we hadn't had any Tommy Fam drama. Can we have some, please? Boom! <laughs> this isn't really that much. This really isn't drama. Yeah, see, drama. Really drama. It's, at, it's at least a topic that we're talking about. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Poor, topic. Um, Tommy finally says something nice and gets crapped on for it. <laughs> Tommy topic over like, here. It's like when LeBron talks. No matter what LeBron says, someone's going to find a way to make it terrible. And so Tommy How Pham dare you like, compare Tommy Pham to LeBron James? <laughs> you need to get out, sir. <laughs> That's not, Drop your just, mic and get out. not talent level. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've seen my text messages about LeBron James. You know you know that's my guy. So um, let's go real quick. Obviously, you know, kind of on our weekly segments here. Tommy Pham is LeBron. <laughs> Did you type that up like in two seconds? I'm on it, man. You are. You don't slow down. I appreciate that, Nick. Uh, Nick, bring you back real quick uh, for our weekly segment where we do a little prospect watch. Kind of get some updates there. All right, so here's our late-night prospect watch presented by Bet Online. Ellie De La Cruz continues to destroy baseballs. Uh, he's now up to the number 151 yeah, and still basis up to the number one fifty overall, number fifty one overall prospect in baseball according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, I imagine he's going to continue to rise um, as players graduate. Um, I'm fascinated to see where he lands. You know, this off season. Uh, Brandon Williamson, you know, up to AAA now, continuing to to pitch you know, okay. Um, Watching him closely to see if if maybe he will make a start later in the year for the Reds at the the big league level. Uh, then Matt McLean, mixed bag for him. You know, showing a lot of power, but you know, striking out a lot. Um, like to see him, you know, pick it up a little bit. Maybe maybe at the end of the year get a bump up to AAA, or at least kind of get him in a position to maybe start next year at AAA. Uh, and then uh, Connor Phillips. Uh, continue to have a really, really strong year. The player to be named later in the uh, uh, Winker trade, a 3.26 ERA, uh, striking out a lot of batters. He's now up to Chattanooga. Yeah, that, that seems like a pretty nice throw-in for a trade. Right? That's a nice player to be named later. Um, I wanted to point this out. Nick, forgive me. I don't mean to you know, take over the show by any means, but uh, Adam Gottemuller in the chat had a question about... Uh, Jose Barrero and said, are we concerned about Jose Barrero uh, results? Haven't been great in triple a. I think this is a great question. Um, I've kind of gotten more and more on the side of being, I don't know if I'd necessarily be concerned because we are still dealing with a guy who has like between triple a and the majors, probably like less than 300 at bats. I don't have that in front of me to guarantee that, but it's still pretty small sample size for him. Um, I would like to obviously see things kind of more on the up and up in the trajectory, but I don't know where I'm at with him anymore because I feel like if you could hit consistently, maybe they're just waiting for the trade deadline to see if they move some of these, like some of these other guys, but 
I think I'm starting to kind of lean towards the potentially being concerned about the future of Jose Barrero. Maybe I'm in the minority. Um, and I understand if I am, and I am trying to give credit for the small circle size. I mean, small sample size. And yes, as Zach pointed out, just turned 24, but I don't know, man, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I, I would say I'm a little, a little concerned too. Um, can't be consistent at triple. Are you sure said can't be consistent at, in the big leagues, but I mean, how many ABs has he had? A hundred, maybe. hundred and fifty-seven yeah, this many. year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's whatever. I, I think right now, if, if they traded Farmer tomorrow, he, they'd still call him up because they got to find out what they have with him because 24 is not that young. Um, and they're expecting him to be that guy, so it, it's time for him to start being that guy. Not saying that he needs to be an above-average shortstop, but he needs to be serviceable and show signs, you know, kind of like, how Hunter Green's doing right now. He's he's you know filling up innings. He's Mexican mixing in great starts. Um, but he's having his rough patches too. So I think that's kind of what they need to see out of Barrero to show that promise. Um and I think they'll see that once Kyle Farmer gets traded. Yeah, I mean he's excellent defensively. So I mean you're at least gonna have that, you know, at, at shortstop, which is, you know, a, a big, big part of the position. Um I mean, we saw like a guy like Zach Kozart. I mean, he didn't hit the first like three years he was with the Reds. Yeah, you're um, right. Um, but, you know, played the great defense, had, you know, was very valuable there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say maybe I'm a little little bit concerned. I mean, just like, you know, 39% strikeout rate right now at, at AAA. Uh, but he's coming back off an injury. You know, he was probably, you know, banking on being the starting shortstop for the Reds, you know, when this year started, probably going into camp. And then, you know, he got hurt. Um, so, you know, I, I, I fully believe Kyle Farmer will get traded in the next, I know, four, four weeks. Um, I just think he's going to be too expensive for the Reds next year. Um, I think he just continues to be a guy that a lot of teams could use. Um, San Diego. Yeah. I mean, I I think just about, you could probably, there's not many teams that are contenders that couldn't use Kyle Farmer, you know, to be their backup shortstop, be a platoon bat, um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think Barrera will be up here. And, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to, you know, sink or swim. Kyle Farmer and Tyler Malley for C.J. Abrams. <laughs> Sign me up. I don't think the Padres are going to do that. Oh, he's looking pretty <laughs> brutal right now. <laughs> Shit, that one jerks him pro far. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No one wants Andrew Williams. On I'm, I'm able to do that. Yeah, Jim brings up a good point. I see Farmer being traded to help a team needing a shortstop. Brer either hits or he doesn't. Um, yeah, thirty nine percent in AAA would make Aquino blush. Shout out Red <laughs> Four. Oh, did you see that comment before you came up with that, Carlos, or did you just think of it? No. I mean, I, I, just, probably... I, just, I just know that Abrams is struggling, and Tatis isn't going to play much shortstop. I don't think. I can't imagine the. Uh... Padres moving him. Oh, he graduated from the prospect list. He was what, like the sixth best prospect in baseball? Something like that? Mm-hmm. I would trade anything for C.J. Abrams. Yeah, same. Sign me up. Castillo like and Wander Franco last year. Yeah. I have no clue with trades. I'm like, Castillo, Malley, Farmer? Is that enough? <laughs> what I do is I go on MLB The Show and much? I see potential as A or B and I trade for those guys. Yeah, I think Zach- Zachary Ertl. 
<laughs> I think Zach's right though. I don't I don't think Tatis is long at shortstop. Um, I think they're gonna move him. I don't know. Maybe him and Manny, like you know, our third base DH, they kind of swap. Um, I mean, he's a guy you gotta you gotta. Keep no, Tatis is gonna be in the outfield. He's gonna play probably center field, or one of the or or left field. He's Nixon, gonna be in the outfield. Nixon's all light. <laughs> Nixon's all the man. Now I told you guys all along. I never gave up on him. Never I, said I, I was giving away my presidency. As soon as Nick and Chad spoke so badly of him. Yeah, he finally. Thanks, uh, guys. You make my presidency of the Nixon Zell fan club looking good. I appreciate it. You got the Daniel curse this time. You you brought it. You brought good vibes my way. That's the opposite of the Daniel curse. <laughs> good things are happening for the Reds, not against them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, let's look at some rehab updates for the for the guys that were the thirty seven thousand of them. Um, Tyler Stevenson, heck yeah, baby! Three of six in a Dublin's first two rehab games. <laughs> they gonna bring him up tomorrow for the doubleheader? You might have to. You might have to. Oh man, just get Stevenson back in the lineup. Everything feels better. Aquino's still with the Reds. <laughs> look at that look at, look at Nick's face look what you did to him he's gonna be playing every day in the second half <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna be seeing a lot of them he's gonna be like the only outfielder left yeah Jake Fraley and Aquino and taking some batting practice Alexis Diaz says a live bullpen today yeah. I love the just- bullpen and Justin Dunn's getting closer, and uh, that kind of leads me here to a question we got from our good pal Clay. I wanted to do it after we did the rehab update. How do you see the rotation looking after the deadline? Um, well, I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to change. You know, I think these guys are going to get yeah. shut down, but I would imagine it's going to be, you know, Green, Lodolo, Ashcraft, Miner, and Dunn. Um you know, maybe Williamson gets into that mix. Maybe Gutierrez gets in that mix. Connor Overton is still out there lurking. I was say, is he still alive? Yeah, he he was a pretty long injury, but I think he was. I thought he was due back like August, so um, so January in red terms. <laughs> Be nice to see what Connor Overton has. You know, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for the rotation like of the four to fives that after the break. Oh boy. Yeah, but it's at least it's like be... there's a lot there's a lot of bad teams after the break. The whole game. There's a lot of bad teams after the deadline, so at least you're gonna be seeing a lot of, you know, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo and Graham Ashcraft starts against the, the Pirates and Cubs. It's gonna be really fun when the roster expands. They're extra like two or three guys. And it's like all of a sudden they just run like a twelve man rotation because they're like we don't we want to shut these guys down and not have them pitch as much towards the end of the year, but we also want to get these guys to sort of like it'll be like Justin Dunn and Brandon Williamson, and it's like it's gonna be pretty funny. Yeah, Zach's got a, Zach's got a good question here. What are they gonna do when these you know rookies reach their limit? I mean, there's probably gonna be a lot of uh, players the Reds can pick up off waivers and, and and give a run. You know, after the trade deadline. You know, when when, you know, the contenders are, um, you know, making trades for multiple pieces, they're going to have 
guys that they're going to have to cut off of their 40 man. Um, so there'll probably be a lot of those type of situations for the Reds. I mean, again, I mean, I don't really think it, it matters. Hey, maybe you can, you know, find a, um, you know, diamond in the rough and, you know, give them an audition and, you know, a, a lost season where you're playing for a draft pick. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. How many guys are in the starting rotation in, in triple A? That are on the forty man. Dunn, um, it I mean, Dunn's on the sixty day IL right now. Now mm-hmm. so he's not te- technically on the forty man. Vlad is on the uh, well, he's on the IL too, but he's on the forty man. Um, Overton's on the forty man, but on the sixty day IL, um, I think Solomon's the only other guy on the forty man. I don't think uh, Brandon Williamson is on the uh, the forty man yet. Um, hey. There's also also Robert Duggar. It's gonna be a wild ride in the. Wait, that's that's a name I already forgot about. Holy yeah. moly! I think Robert. Du- I don't know if I, I haven't paid much attention to the show ended, but I think uh, I think uh, Robert uh, Duggar might be starting tomorrow for the Reds. Obscure former Reds is gonna have his hands full. <laughs> it's gonna be like if you ever go and look back at like any of the Reds games from like September two thousand. Fill in the year. <laughs> say, name one. There's some just just bangers, you know, in those those late season games. Hell, even like when they talk about that thing where like Barry, Steven, Brett, and Aaron all played together. It's like, yeah, they did that because that team was terrible and they just they needed something for like the last game of the year. Hey, have a little fun. Hey, I'm I'm yeah, all for why not? I'm all for calling up anyone that's fun in September this year. That's mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hell, give me some Reese Hines at bats in September. Bring back just, Jumbo Diaz. That's my guy. He's uh he's doing big things in the DR. You you know he's 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 killing the Dominican League. Hey, yeah. Alan Alan, Alan Surt is on the forty man. Let's uh, yeah. let's call get, call call him up in September. Alan at bats. Yeah, call him up. I'm all for it. Too. Whatever. <laughs> Mike Leak. Can Mike Leak get some get some pitch get some innings? I think he's retired. <laughs> Did oh, he officially retire? Aquino, Aquino needs to go on the bump for sure. There'll probably be a few games where uh, they may uh, want to use some position players. Yeah. How about my guy Redson Force shouting out Buck Farmer? That's another name you might have forgotten pitch for the Reds this year. Stop also- it. We're not talking about Buck Farmer anymore. I'll make many <laughs> rules on this show. That's it. Buck Man. Farmer is coming. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. When David Bell was like, it was really painful to DFA him. It was like, yeah, that guy's going to clear waivers. <laughs> like, yeah. He'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So Nick mentioned it a second ago, but tomorrow the Reds play in the weirdest scheduling of all time where they play a doubleheader for two makeup games against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, one of those games was when Nick was coming in town and they were going to play on a Friday night and we were going to go. So that ended up not happening. Um, but, you know, Mike Miner's pitching one game. Uh, we have, you know. Shane, Shane McClanahan, Drew Rasmus, Shane Boz, Luis Severino, Garrett Cole, and Nestor Cortez. <laughs> like, that's got to be one of the toughest six straight draws, like, ever, right? For the rest. Yeah. 
That's six brutal. and zero. Oh. Six and zero. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way this wacky ass season's gone, who knows? You They're know? getting swept by swept by the Pirates tomorrow, and then <laughs> go win all yes. six of those. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll finally get the Andy Sabo Rex back the next time she's on TV. <laughs> oh, dang, I thought that was going to be an easy bet. And I'm like, holy shit. I, know. I was like, oh, well, they got the four. And then they played that Sunday, like 11 o'clock game with the Giants. And they're winning in the seventh. And they lost. And I was like, I know. I told so many people about, hey, this happened. This happened. And if the Reds won today, this is going to happen. And hmm. it didn't. Nine yeah. straight games in September against the Cubs and Pirates to end the year. It's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a last minute. Hey, last if it happens last minute, we're popping bottles. On yeah, the show. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, I think, but th- some of these pitching matchups are fun. I was gonna say, yeah, Lodolo versus Shane Boz, that's fun. Uh, Luis Castillo versus Garrett Cole, um, that's that's a good time. You know, in Yankee Stadium, one of Luis's last starts for the team. I am so stoked. I don't know how it's going to go. You know, if Hunter Green gets squared up on a 100-mile fastball by Aaron Judge, we know what happens. But the fact that Hunter Green is going to pitch in Yankee Stadium, the power pitcher against those power hitters, it might go terrible. It might be pretty bad, but I'm stoked. He might throw 104. Yeah, you might have to. It's definitely seven seven innings of one hit or... Or he gets three innings, three of, innings he gets seven home runs. These bright lights, I'm telling you. Yeah. This no. guy gets pumped up for the bright lights. I probably, gonna... I probably see something like at Fenway, like what he did, where he came out throwing gas and then, you know, gets like, you know, hit pretty hard in like the fourth or fifth inning. Yeah. I'm hoping it's more I... like whenever he pitched in LA, but. Yeah. Probably whatever happens here, he's going to get an extra off day because he's going to air it out. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. probably right. This is probably the skip start, yeah. Maybe they'll let Robert Duggar take that final game <laughs> at <Yankee> Stadium. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be watching both Pirates games tomorrow, boys. What are y'all doing? I'm watching both Pirates um, games. What else What else would I do? Work? I'll be, si- I'll be watching the afternoon game while I'm working. <laughs> and then, a two. Uh, I mean, that's like, work's over at yeah. two. And then I'm actually the first game? four, two o'clock our time. Two and seven. Ooh, yeah. I'll perfect. actually, I'll miss the second game because I'll be seeing the first screening of Thor, the new Thor movie. So how dare Sorry. you? Robert Duggar deserves better. <laughs> we we think. I don't um, Nick, I've had a crush on Natalie Portman since Star Wars Episode One, and she's in this movie as Thor. I thought you were going to say Thor. <laughs> okay <laughs> so anything natalie portman does i gotta see don't tell my wife i'm sure she's watching at 11:26. yeah she's asleep we just got a brand new tv she's she's enjoying every moment of it sleeping while it's on so here is the upcoming schedules we are oh my god we're two weeks away from the all-star break whoo you think it's a Sadak week? You think I still haven't got a hotel room? Else? Shit! You still haven't got a hotel room? No, I need to tell my wife. <laughs> Dude, they're probably gonna be like a thousand dollars a night by this point. Come on, Cardinals you know, coming in town? I mean, that's, that's a big series. You can crash. You can crash on my couch. I told you. 
whatever. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Why wouldn't she be? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so um, the Yankees series next week, the Cardinals, and then All-Star break. Uh, what do we officially find out Brand Drew, when Brandon Drury is going to be the National League All-Star represented for the Reds? Watch out for Luis Castillo. Throws up another seven Ooh. innings, no runs. Makes the All-Star team. Gets traded before the All-Star break. No Reds in the All-Star game. Sorry about it. Did you ever see, so when Cincinnati hosted the All-Star game, apparently there was that rumor that the Reds didn't trade Johnny Cueto because they didn't want him to pitch in another team's uniform in the All-Star game, and he didn't even make the All-Star team? Yes, we heard that. That was the Todd Frazier or old Chapman probably true. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Carlos Nick, Nick, Nick is, is Drury your shoe in or what? I mean, I think I think they're gonna select their team and then see what position they yeah. need, and then uh, the the Reds will get whatever. I, I still hope it's Jeff Hoffman. Man, God, that'd be awesome. Stop it. <laughs> we need a reliever. Yeah, we don't want Castillo. It's got to be Drury, Castillo. When's Castillo? And Farmer. When's Castillo lined up here? What's the like best? Steel Do you remember Wednesday. a one two three? Now he will he will uh yeah he'll he'll he won't be pitching on Sunday so he would be eligible. What do you think is oh, the best baby. Reds All Star representation representative? Is it Scott Rowland starting at third base as the seventh alternate in two thousand eleven, or would it be when Alfredo Simon made it in thirteen? Remember he made the All Star team one time. Yeah, I don't know, but I do like the uh, new claws or whatever the hell you want to call it where they can bring in old timers to come in for the all-star game like poo holes that's kind of cool does joey get to go he probably will on his last ride yeah i hope so i, I don't know i think it's kind of cool I mean, I dig it. Play, yeah but... absolutely yeah we'll probably we'll look back into that point at some point say castillo should have made more all-star teams i i agree with that yeah also, I hate the, should have made more awesome teams. I hate the way that we view and select all stars on you know who had the best two months of the season. Uh, drives me it's nuts. Like that, the, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but I mean, the NBA is like that too. Where it's like, I hate the NBA all star. I, I wish, I wish, like the official MLB, you know, like stats when they they put it up would like say the last three hundred sixty five days and post their stats and have people vote based on that. As opposed to, you know, what they've done for a month and a half, because yeah, I like I like Votto. Votto would have been in a lot more All Star games, but he's had a lot of slow starts. Um, like his in, his 2017, he wasn't an All Star, right? No. Yeah, I mean, like it's just that's that that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely kind of rough. Um, but hey, I think have we hit on everything? Is there anything else we need to touch on before we bounce today? I think we got it. All. We nailed it. Cool. Awesome. Well, we got another New York guest next week, um, which we'll be announcing here pretty soon uh, to talk about the Yankees. Pretty excited about that Jerry one. Seinfeld. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Actually, Jerry Seinfeld's a Mets fan. Oh, uh, hell. 
It is funny you say that. My wife has gotten very into Curb Your Enthusiasm lately. Like, does not stop watching it. So, Great show. Oh, I love it. It's been awesome. I'd already seen it all, so her watching it's been pretty fun to kind of her see her like laugh at it. So, um, yeah. So we'll have that next week. Um, but want to say thanks again for everyone who are sticking with us through. I know this is a rough season, but we're doing our best to have some good times. Uh, thank you all again for checking us out. Uh, don't forget to go to Bet Online, use our promo code Believe, get your fifty percent welcome bonus. And on behalf of Carlos and Nick and our guest today, John Chancredi, thank you all again. This has been Late Night Reds Talk. We're out. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.